with me uh, this past night. In the wee hours of the morning, the Lord Jehovah did speak with me, blessed people. And uh, in that conversation that I want to share with you, the Lord spoke with me about the state of the church, the state of the pulpit, the state of the altar of the Lord, the state of the servants of the Lord in the church, beginning with Kenya, because he used Kenya as the example, and he elaborated on Kenya. And then after that, he went global with this very important conversation regarding the status of the church. Now, the Lord Jehovah Yahweh, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one that sent the covenant of the grace to redeem the church, to redeem mankind and humanity, uh, this past night, when he spoke with me, he presented to me in Kenya here a preacher, a preacher in Kenya here, that was preaching, but the fruits he was giving, the fruit, I don't know whether it's a preacher that has just come into the land or a preacher that is within the land, but later he extrapolated and took me to visit all the other churches. But a preacher in the country that was preaching and he was offering, the Lord presented the fruits he was offering as bananas. So he was feeding hungry people with bananas meaning he was giving the gospel. But when he's giving, let me describe the graphic of it, when he's giving the bananas, the Lord made me touch each of the bananas he was dishing out. They were rotten bananas with maggots inside. So each one I touched as I was inspecting, I put aside, was rotten with maggots. It was, it was ugly to even touch. It was terrible to even touch with one's hand. They were rotten. So I was trying to look for any banana that he is giving that is sound, but I did not find. Rotten bananas, rotten, rotten. And maggots, maggots were moving, worms were moving in there, and very rotten. You know when bananas become overripe and then rot, and they emit that smell, that is what was being dished out. And people that were unsuspecting, for whichever reason, I don't know, they could be unsuspecting. They were hungry, were eating, and it was affecting them very badly. It was affecting their health, it was, they were getting sick and all that. And then after that, he took me across the churches, and he showed me that that is the kind of food that is being offered at the altar of the Lord in this land, at the pulpit, and also he took me globally globally across the earth. It was amazing because it made me see uh, the, the fruits they're offering and he presented them as bananas. But each time, he allowed me to inspect each of the fruits they were giving out to the sheep. And I saw that rotten, rotten. In other words, as in, son of man, can you see? As in, my servant, can you see? Touch and see the kind of food they're offering my people. So each time they were offering, remember when Ezekiel was told, Son of Man, come see. You see, but each time they were offering uh, the bananas, the, 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 the food, feeding the sheep, the Lord would ensure that I inspect first 
I first inspect each banana all across the globe and it's rotten. Rotten with maggots and it's affecting the sheep. They're becoming sick, the people. In other words, the Lord is talking about this deplorable state of apostasy that has eaten and consumed into the church, eaten into the church, eaten into the pulpit, the altar of the Lord. And so you see very clearly that the Lord is saying that this apostasy has eaten into the church. And then the voice of the Lord spoke. And then the voice in the dream spoke and said, they have changed the message by voice. By voice, he says, they have changed the message. And he made me know that they, he was referring to each of these pastors who were showing me, preachers globally and here in Kenya and so forth. They have changed the message. By voice, he says, they have changed the message. And it's very pathetic that this is happening at such a time when there is a tremendous, most historic and most promised visitation of the Lord happening in the house of the Lord. It's like being told, the God Jehovah you worship, the tremendous God of Israel, the mighty, mighty Father in heaven that you worship, is now visiting the earth. And then... You claim that you cannot see. You cannot see that he is visiting the earth. So this is the kind of scenario that is playing out now within the church landscape, the Bible landscape. And so what is the Lord saying? He's saying that there is a fall, there is a deplorable fall, a pathetic fall that has taken place at the pulpit and it's so bad that it is the sheep are being fed on something else, on rotten food, on spoiled food, on bad food, food that has gone bad, on another thing altogether. So in other words, he's talking about the preaching of another gospel, that they have changed the original gospel of the cross and the blood of Jesus. And now they are preaching another gospel. And they are destroying the lives of the sheep, the believers. You can imagine their punishment and judgment before the Lord for misleading the sheep, misguiding the sheep, for malnourishing the sheep, not only that, and for leading the sheep to hell. That is a loaded conversation that the Lord has had with the church this morning because we all know too well that this scenario of the preaching of another gospel is playing out, rolling out every single day in the churches, in this city, in Kakamega, Bungoma. He is so eldered, Kakamega, all these towns in Nyeri, Mombasa, everywhere across Kenya, and also abroad, New York City, LA, Helsinki, Stockholm, Sweden, all the way to the South America, Asia, everywhere. The Bible says in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 68, I am astonished 
that you are so quick. You are so quick to desert. You are quickly deserting, so quickly deserting the one who calls you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, meaning the gospel of the cross of Jesus, the gospel of the holiness of God, the gospel of the rapture veil that admitted the church in the holy place, the gospel that requires that the church observe holiness without which she will not see God. So if anybody, even an angel from heaven, should preach a gospel other than the one we received from the cross. You received the one we preach to you. Let them be under God's curse, be condemned forever. As we have already said, so I say it again. If anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, the gospel of the blood and the cross, let them be under God's judgment, God's curse. Verse 10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human being, man, or God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were trying, still trying to please people, the world, I would not be a servant to Christ. And this is where the problem is. That is the apostasy that has eaten into the heart, into the church, the present day church. And he said, they would gather themselves, they would collect themselves and sit, sit in front of preachers that would preach a gospel, each into their ears, meaning each into their flesh. A gospel that is tickling to the flesh. Can you imagine a gospel that is stimulating the flesh? A sensational gospel. In other words, sensual, sensational. A worldly gospel. That's what he's talking about. And you see that playing out today. You see that the Christians claim to be blind and deaf. So they can go and sit under any teaching that is not sound and claim that they cannot be sound. And claim that they cannot make sound judgment. And yet the Lord by voice says, they have changed the gospel. They have changed the message. They have changed the gospel. They have essentially changed the message. And that's why you see now, people run to seek. You might even be told to pay. The gospel that was given for free. You might even be told to pay. But go sit there so you may be given something stimulating your flesh. Sensation of you. The Bible promised this thing. So for the Lord to speak today, this morning, that means this has caught the attention of God and the cup is full. So in other words, they are softening the commandment of God. When God commanded, 
that be holy, for I am holy. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Matthew 5, verse 8. Verse 48, rather. Matthew 5, 48. What does he say in Matthew 5, 48? He says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. First Peter chapter 1, 16. Be holy, for I am holy. And yet today, the preachers the Lord is showing me, giving another food, are simply trying to soften, soften the position of God, soften the gospel. In other words, the distortion of the gospel, to distort the gospel. So that's the cross and the requirement of the cross and the standard of God may be eroded. They are simply trying to road, to, to erode rather, the age, the standard of the gospel, which is the age between you and the wife. Hebrews 6, 4 to 6, it speaks to the church that if you deliberately keep on sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth, Hebrews 10, 26, 31, Hebrews 6, 4 to 6, 2 Peter 2, 19, 22, warning about the preaching of another gospel. The abuse of the grace, the softening of the commandment of God, that the church should be facilitated by the Holy Spirit to be holy. So they are really trying to remove effort. And yet the Lord says, be holy. Even the grace itself that was given to the church involves an effort on your part. You must accept it and receive it and walk in it. He says, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Where did the Bible ever say, now it's okay, you can also be sinful and it's all right? Where did the Bible say that? Show me. So when the church sits under such teaching, people soften in the commandment of God, changing the gospel. Then, they fail to appreciate the generosity of God's grace. Because he brought Christ Jesus to die on the cross. The generosity of Christ, or of God, in bringing Christ Jesus. The generosity of the grace of God. They fail to appreciate it. That is the problem now. Until you understand the gravity of God's standard, God's holiness, you can never well appreciate the grace he gave. Because man could not surmount the requirement of God on his own. Then he had to bring Christ, his one and only begotten son alone. Alone. How then? How then does one now begin to erode the standards of God? The decrees of God in the Bible, he says, for without holiness, nobody will see the Lord. How does one change that scripture? And say, now you can be sinful because the grace has done it for you. I, as God now seems to be holy, when they soften the gospel, they soften the commandment of God in the New Testament and distort the gospel, 
then they cannot appreciate the mercy of God that brought the eternal judgment, substituted judgment, the, the eternal judgment you were supposed to go through. Now, constitutionally death, Jesus died, took your punishment. You will fail to appreciate that when they shorten the gospel. You will fail to understand that Jesus called, achieved for you the holiness of God, so you need to uphold it, jealously guard it, until you enter heaven. It's a hard one. Hard one victory on the cross. Redemption. Deliverance. Salvation. Mercy of God. Grace. That's why they fail to carry the gospel with extreme gravity. And in so doing, the other religion cannot see the difference between the church and them, the Christian and them, the believer and them, salvation and their ritualistic practice. Their ritual. Softening the gospel. Compromise the gospel. That's what the Lord is saying in this principle. Why? Because he says they're giving another message. They're giving those rotten bananas. In other words, they are softening the gospel, compromising the gospel to make it more worldly, to fit it in the paradigm of the world, to fit the gospel into the worldly paradigm, to fit the gospel into the world system, the value systems of the world. How dare you? How can we do that? When Jesus, the Son of the living God, has already died, died and resurrected, died for you, paid such a horrendous price. That's why the Lord is now raising this alarm that the church is now amalgamated, inculcated in the world. They have assimilated the church into the world and the culture of the day, the financial systems of the world, the cultural systems of the world. How dare you when the Lord paid such an enormous price, his one and only begotten son, to go and suffer horrendously to deliver you. They are trying, they are giving another message because they are trying to make the gospel convenient, acceptable, that they may be accepted by the world and also, you know, just this general political correctness be accepted. So they are acceptable. And yet we know so well that the Lord sent Christ Jesus to redeem the church from the world, from the flesh, from the devil, from sin, from death. What is the church still doing in those domains? The Messiah is coming. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, the Messiah is coming. So that about, to that have a rim. To that Baruch Hashem. To that Shalom.